right about the storm. In the summer, Texas can feel like the surface of the sun. However, the state also gets its fair share of torrential downpours. When I first moved here, I did a ride-along with a veteran food delivery runner. This was back before I knew the magic of rideshare, of course. According to her, the streets downtown would flood something fierce during these biblical storms. As I spent more time on the road, I had seen some of these legendary flash floods. Caroline would be up to her wheel wells in water. Small ponds and lakes just appear on the road like someone had summoned them into being. Oh, and uh, don't get me started on the drivers. Cars would whip every which way like the roads were still dry and tractable. One minute you'll see some hotshots speeding along, and then the next, there'll be heavy traffic up ahead. Because some people believe hydroplaning won't ever happen to them. Conditions like these force most to stay inside. Back when I was delivering food, I took full advantage of those who would rather wait out the weather, just like they took advantage of folks like me. The ability to order a nice hot meal, groceries, or whatever really, and have it brought to your home without having to get off the couch is literally the American dream. I'd pick up orders, listen to the Myths and Legends podcast or lore on my way to the destination, and drop the goods off no problem. I wasn't going to let a little rain stop my good time. The game is different now. Driving rideshare, I am charged with the task of picking up those poor soaking wet souls unfortunate enough to get caught out in the elements. <sighs> it's been raining for a week now, and you think people would try avoid getting wet, but that's why I'm here. Damp upholstery dries eventually. The thing I'm most concerned about is driving in the rain. At night. I have 20-20 vision. I only know this because I go to the optometrist every couple of months for a routine checkup. I've been having some issues with floaters lately. They cloud my field of vision from time to time, and the best way to prevent them is with laser treatments. And, uh, yeah, it is as expensive as it sounds, especially for a person without medical insurance. However, the checkups and the lasers are to make sure a parade of Technicolor balloon animals don't distract me from the road. So, the darkness, the pouring rain, and also, I cannot stress this enough, the fucking drivers around here, combine to create seriously hazardous conditions. I have to admit, my years of driving in upstate New York may have not prepared me for all of this. And just, what the hell did Kara mean by the things pretending to be people? I mean, I know Keep Austin weird is a thing, but I hardly think that rescuing rained-out couples from their hastily abandoned plans counts as weird. They're just guilty of not paying attention to their weather app on their phones. Where were you during the storm? It's a great way to prompt a new couple's meet-cute story. Well, we went out to dinner at this nice little place off of South Congress, had a patio and all that. 
And right where we were about to order, it started pouring. He called the Uber as quickly as he could, and well, we went back to my place and ended up ordering a pizza and watching Netflix. But no chilling took place. Yeah, something like that. And we all know they totally chilled. They're probably still together to this day, too. And telling the story to anyone who asks. Sometimes I think what it would be like meeting Kara or Estelle outside the rideshare world. Would I have run into them at the bar or grocery store? Guess I can't say, really. In another life or <laughs> alternate universe, would I have crossed paths? <laughs> what is Kara's problem with Scarlet anyways? I mean, it, it's just a car, right? I'm sure things got a little buggy the other day with the radio. And that 9 to 5 was kind of odd. His face learn. But, I don't know, they all become kind of the same after a while. At least with the business types. I mean, Stella was normal, right? Except for her vice-like grip, and, and there was a guy that she was hugging in front of the new build. He's just so out of place. And I don't know. I accepted immediately. It's just reflex at this point, and I've been making stupid paper tonight, so I might as well add to the pile. The writer's name is John, and he's not too far away, actually. Just a few blocks up. My navigation plots a route, and we're off. Please don't be a weirdo, John, I think to myself. I pull up to where he's dropped the pen. It's a dimly lit alley that's just large enough for one of those corporate sprinter vans to squeeze through. A few seconds after I put Scarlet in park, someone heaves themselves off a wall, checks a phone, and turns their head in my direction. The figure looks back at the device and starts shuffling down the alley towards me. John doesn't have a profile picture, but I figure it's late, there's no one else around, and he's stumbling like he's had one too many at the bar. So this is probably my guy. After pinballing off the alley walls a couple more times, John reaches Scarlet. He places his hand on the door and swings it open as if he doesn't know his own strength. Needless to say, I'm not happy with that. It's not just how he did it, but the fact that it's raining cats and dogs out and the interior is getting drenched. He looks at his phone again to confirm this is the right vehicle and slides in. John? I ask. The man's head droops in a drunken nod. Well, shit. Hopefully he keeps whatever he drank down. I'd hate to have to go through the nightmare that is a passenger getting sick in the back seat, Especially in this weather. I put Scarlet in drive and pull away from the alley. Just where had he come from? Not my business, I tell myself and reach to turn the music back up. All that happens when I turn the volume knob is a low thrum. Like the far off sound of a generator. I try skipping to the next song. Still just that low hum. I turn off the stereo and turn it back on again. Still the hum. Weird. I considered rebooting my phone, but I'm pretty sure I'd lose the ride and I am definitely not driving this guy around for free. Storm or no storm. Guess I'll just have to deal until I get John to wherever the hell he's going. I check the address, swipe around in the map a little bit, and see what part of town the destination is in. 
Looks like a new housing development somewhere way up north. Not a great spot for business. It'll take me about 20 minutes at least to get back into the city. Ah, whatever. Surge pricing is surge pricing. I look in the rear view and John's chin has drooped down into his chest. Maybe he's not drunk. Maybe he's a junkie on the nod and thought actually makes my skin crawl. I speed up despite the rain, the dark, and my questionable sight. Thankfully, our route is mostly clear. Not to make people want to brave the weather, I guess. Scarlet speakers continue to thrum, even with the stereo off. Great. I've had her about a month and some change now, and something's already wrong with the sound system? One of the only things I really cared about when I was car shopping. So, our soundtrack becomes the rain on the roof, the swipe of the windshield wipers, and that low fucking hum. So low I can feel it more than I can hear it. There's a name for that sound, but I just can't quite put my finger on it. I checked the rear view again. John hasn't moved, and just for a second, I worry he might be dead. OD'd in Scarlet's backseat. I say his name. John. John. And just when I'm about to say it again, the eyes open. Slow. And one at a time. Chameleon-like. I get my eyes back on the road just in time to avoid rear-ending an 18-wheeler. I fix my gaze on traffic and resolve not to look in the rear view again. Shit! <laughs> Sorry, man. We exit the highway, and five minutes later, we're deep in a sprawling industrial complex. Some of the buildings appear to be occupied, but just as many have large for-lease signs that catch my headlights as we pass. I can hear John moving around a little in the back seat, and I'm thankful that he's chosen now to come back to life. For a while, I thought I was going to have to help him out of the car. The thought of touching the man sets my skin crawling again. Now for the first time, I wish that I was carrying some kind of weapon. A knife, a taser, some pepper spray, a gun even. I mean, I practiced martial arts for years, worked as a bouncer for a while. I've been in a fair share of scrapes here and there, but something about John is just... wrong. I mean, he's a well-put-together-looking individual. Clothes up clean, relatively new, definitely expensive. Maybe that's it. Everything about him is too well put together. The uncanny valley and all that. And he still hasn't said anything. Normally I'd welcome a passenger's silence, but John sounds wrong. Like, maybe that low bass sound is coming from him and not Scarlet's speakers. <laughs> and I know that doesn't make sense, but feels true all the same. Infrasound. That's what it's called. My head starts to hurt, and I just want John out of my car. <clears throat> I want to put this maze of an industrial complex in my rear view and get, get back to the city. What the f Despite my earlier resolution, I look in the rear view one more time. See are John's eyes. Without thinking, I turn and he's right there, head between the seats, teeth gritted in a 
horrible expression of a smile, thrumming pounding in my head. Oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! Shit, shit, shit! John? John! Is that son of a bitch? I force myself to take a deep breath, then round the car and shut the door, scanning the darkness for any sign of John the whole time. Back in the driver's seat, I put my foot on the gas and Scarlet lurches forward. The headlights splash across John, standing 15 or so feet ahead, and I hit the brakes hard. Scarlet slumps to a stop a few feet away from him. His face is still strained in that rictus grin. I can see his teeth grinding in the shine in my headlights. We sit that way for a long time, looking at each other. My head is pounding, but I, I can't move. Eventually he turns and walks off, vanishing into the rain. Like he even barely got the door open in time. <coughs> Speakers crackle to life. I throw Scarlet and drive and get the hell out of there. Driving way too fast for the area and the conditions, but I could care less. In the bright lights of the gas station bathroom, it's easier to pretend that I didn't hear a voice come through the speakers and to tell myself that there's no way that voice belonged to John. Hello? Kara. Meet me at Mythos. Cyrus? Cyrus, are you okay? Just meet me at Mythos, okay? What the hell is going Just on? Just meet me there! Alright, but you have to... Thank you for writing with Imp. Don't forget to subscribe and rate your driver five stars. Episode five featured Corey M. Crosdale as Cyrus, Emily Hatch as Kara. Episode five was written by Corey M. Crosdale and Kirk Johnson. Audio and music production by Jeff Gleason. The voice of Imp is Leslie H. Imp is a production of the Schemes Come True Network. Imp will change the way you think about rideshare.